0: I feel very calm in the water, um, and I love the way you become weightless, ageless, and you can just lose yourself in your thoughts.
1: In terms of wanting to inspire other women in particular to put on a costume and uh, jump in the water, and I think enjoy some of the physical and mental health benefits that uh, we find so helpful. You're listening to The Better Stories Podcast with Sam Lloyd taking inspiration from our communities and people.
2: Hello and welcome to the first ever Better Stories podcast and what a treat we have for you in store. We affectionately call them the Lido Ladies as they have quite a celebrity status these days. While for me, they just epitomise sass and glamour. So I'm delighted to be joined by two very special women, Jessica Walker and Nicola Foster. Welcome to you both, thanks for joining me today.
0: Hi, morning Sam. Morning Sam, thanks for having
2: us. Oh, it's a pleasure. I've been very excited about having our chat today. So to coin a phrase, let's start at the very beginning. So Jessica, what made you return to the pool?
0: So I never really left the pool. Um, I'm a Piscean and I've always uh, swam. Even when I travelled the world with business, I always made sure that I was stayed in a hotel with a swimming pool. It's just always been my go-to place. Um, but very sadly, something tragic happened in my personal life about 18 months ago. And once I'd had a swim in the outdoor pool, um, it became almost like a therapy. I was able to manage a huge amount of anxiety and stress. Um, by swimming there and it became uh, my daily routine and has been ever since, our lockdown.
2: So Nicola, when Jessica called you and said, right, you're coming swimming with me, what did you think?
1: Well, to be absolutely fair, it was uh, one Friday evening and uh, I'm going to fess up to having had a couple of glasses of wine. And um, at the point that she asked me to go to Brockwell-Lyde with her in April, um, I thought this was a stormingly good idea. (laughs) It <laughs> uh, didn't seem to be such a great idea when she turned up at 6.30 on the Sunday morning honking her horn and uh, I had to get into 15 degrees of water and, uh, and thought I was nearly going to have a stroke. So, because um, unlike Jessica, I had, I had been away from the pool for uh, for a few decades. I, I used to swim competitively, probably peaked at the age of 12, but uh, i always sort of thought that I could swim 50 lengths. And then when I got in the pool in uh, April 2019, it turned out to be not quite so much the case anymore
2: yeah Jessica you talked about that feeling of the anxiety and combating that for you you know obviously swimming has been as you said very important to you since you were young but
0: how does it make you feel do you feel it's a form of escapism most certainly I think being in the water especially cold water um your senses are very enlightened and there's there's sort of a hypnotic feeling with the sound of the water, the movement, Um, and it's also a place where absolutely no one can reach you. I'm also a carer to my 90-year-old mother, so that's incredibly demanding and intense. And so having that space in the water where you're completely on your own with your own thoughts is incredibly therapeutic and calming. Um, I feel very calm in the water um, and I love the way you become weightless, ageless, and you can just lose yourself in your thoughts.
2: And for you, Nicola, I mean, obviously, you know, that initial dragging to the pool by your bestie, but you know, you've been chained to your corporate desk for as long as you can remember. So from a therapeutic perspective, from your point of view, what has
1: it done for you and your life? It's been amazing because um, I, I think when I turned 50, I just sort of accepted the fact that, you know, I'd stiffened up a bit and uh, that first, you know, I to say walk down the stairs, hobble down the stairs in the morning, you know, was just sort of completely normal. But actually what I noticed was that after a few months of swimming, that had all stopped. And uh, I would say I felt like a spring lamb again, but I, I felt pretty jolly good. It's helped me manage my weight. Um, which, uh, you know, has always sort of uh, been something I've had to keep an eye on through my life. And uh, it's just been brilliant. And I have to say, I love that feeling of just moving through water. And when we swim in Charlton Lido, there's just nothing better than going, I don't know, shallow end to deep end. It's downhill, obviously. Um, And it just feels amazing. Just that moving through the water, wonderful. And for
2: you, Jessica, and the friendship that you have with Nicola. I mean, it's like a sisterhood, but that friendship must have grown in strength and stature. This bond must have grown through your now, both of you, your love of swimming.
0: Yeah, it's an, it's an incredible thing that's happened um, because having a swimming buddy, it's um, not only someone who encourages you to keep going, but it's, it's almost like a form of therapy. Because if, I, if I've struggled with anything in the morning, I pick up Nicola, we have a chat in the car, then obviously we do our respective swims. We swim in different lanes. And then on the way home, we also have a chat. So anything that's, um, you know, even if it's just tiny little things that have happened, you know, during the day, it's just lovely to be able to chat about it put it to one side and then have a super productive day so it's it's kind of like a double therapy and i couldn't recommend um more more positively the benefits of having a swim buddy someone to do it with um it just makes the whole thing great fun and you know you develop a really really lovely friendship
2: Home for you lovely ladies is Charlton Lido in South East London, but I gather that you did a bit of a tour of Lido's last year. Can you kind of enlighten our listeners a bit about that?
0: Yeah, so we went on a bit of an adventure. We started with London-based Lidos, Um, So we did London Fields, we did Parliament Hill. I mean, Parliament Hill is the most incredible experience because they've actually lined the tank with an aluminium Uh, sort of coating so it's a bit like swimming inside a giant oyster shell i mean it's just beautiful and and we were there on a very sunny day and it was just sparkling and it's almost like having a mini vacation it was absolutely stunning then we also headed up to cambridge and we swam in jesus green which again is an incredible experience it's one of the longest lido's in europe and it's um, quite narrow, and it it sort of mirrors the river there, so it's like swimming, and you you just swim for for what seems like miles. It just goes on and on and on. So yeah, and and the atmosphere around that pool was quite um, community based. It was there there was grass around the pool. It felt um it felt very cosy, and uh, but my all time favourite I think was Hillingdon so far because that was just um, a beautiful beautiful, beautiful example of the retro architecture and that wonderful Dolce Vita era. And as you walk through the turnstiles, you're greeted by this beautiful fountain. The entire structure has been renovated and painted white. And then there's this incredible backdrop backdrop behind the showering area with O'Doniel tiles, which was very much um, in uh, vogue as a colour during the twenties and thirties. So I would so recommend um, a a dip in the Hillingdon Lido.
2: Oh wow, it sounds absolutely amazing, that art deco effect. And for you then Nicola, I mean, on the grand tour, Lido
1: ladies on tour, what was the favourite Lido? Do you agree there with Jessica? Yeah, I think we loved Hillingdon. Um, It was absolutely beautiful and it was during the uh, heat wave last year and I mean the weather could not have been more perfect just gorgeous blue skies and you know sort of the white white sort of sparkly paint at Hillingdon and so amazing really as a restoration. I mean when you look back at uh, photographs that uh, were taken of that Lido in 2007 when it was all sort of covered with graffiti and the restoration that's taken place. It's really amazing, and I think, you know, just very hopeful for some of the uh, other communities that are trying to get Lido's back up and running again.
2: Yeah, without question. Jessica, I remember as a child, you know, the excitement of, of going as a family to our local Lido, and it is great to see that many of them around the country have indeed been saved, and great to see some of them now restored. Let's hope more can be done, yes?
0: we're really hoping that by spreading our message we can encourage people to fall in love with britain again and appreciate what's actually on their doorstep because a day out to elido um, i mean i felt that that day in hillingdon was almost like going to miami i came back i was so rejuvenated and i was so um thrilled with the, the beauty of that whole era I mean just seeing the backdrop of those O'Donnell tiles it just filled me with design inspiration it was wonderful and it's 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 in Hillingdon which is um not the most glamorous part of London but it's it was almost like finding treasure
2: no definitely it sounds absolutely lovely I'll definitely put that on my bucket list ladies after your (laughs) recommendation just Nicola just talking about we've all experienced very very difficult times in terms of the pandemic all in our own personal ways but for me you ladies without question brought a huge smile to everyone's faces you know after the first and second lockdowns for me you kind of symbolized the reopening of leisure i mean obviously you're very vivacious uh, sassy uh, individuals but as as a kind of team, Lido Ladies, did you quite anticipate or expect the impact that you'd have in terms of your swimming, how people reached out to you during these very, very uncertain and challenging
1: times? No, I, I think it's absolutely fair to say that uh, this was never part of a, a plan. Um, it's really been driven by, by a passion. Um, I suppose, you know, sort of a passion for swimming. But uh, but then actually sort of a passion for creativity for retro um, and you know when the Lido's first closed in uh, March last year Jessica and I we we walked a great deal uh, up and down the hills of Southeast London um, and ended up falling into Poundland which was the only shop that sold something other than food that happened to be open. And that turned out to be a very uh, creative inspiration where we bought a lot of our props and uh, we started taking these rather eccentric photographs you know, in our back gardens. And uh, a lot of people wrote to us and said, your photographs brighten our day. We certainly had a huge amount of fun uh, doing them. And we thought, well, if they brighten someone's day, our, our job is done. And so it's just kind of really sort of gone from there, I suppose, in terms of wanting to inspire um other women in particular to put on a costume and uh, jump in the water and i think enjoy some of the physical and mental health benefits that uh, we find so uh, so helpful and enjoyable okay i want to talk more about the visit to poundland
2: jessica relive and <laughs> reflect on that particular walk with your best buddy going into poundland how the heck have we gone from poundland to now designing and creating the most amazing swimming costumes and hats? Please tell me.
0: (laughs) I've always been an excellent shopper and um, can always find something to buy anywhere. Um, And the joy, the joy as we trotted down Penge High Street of seeing the big green... (laughs) facade of Poundland and the fact that they (laughs) were walking through the doors and seeing that not only did they have a clothing line and a gardening range, a pet section, but they have a hobby section, they sell dog food, they sell um, party wear. I mean, it was like an Aladdin's cave of opportunity. And um, at the time we'd started following um, the headlines, the news headlines, and when Boris Johnson said we were all getting fat and we should get a gastric band, Poundland offered us the opportunity of good white elastic and we were able to create a, a shot um, using their Pepco plimsels, which were a fabulous price of eight pounds, um, and done an elastic band and plimsels as opposed to um, applying a gastric band. So yes, I, I, I can't enthuse. Um, more about Poundland and I highly recommend it to anyone um, to take a trip in there. But Nicola, this kind of gathered
2: quite a lot of momentum here from that initial visit to the shops because now you guys, the pictures that you've got on social media platforms and the various different, oh, fabulous kind of great Gatsby-esque 1920s look.
1: I want to talk about your fashion range. Please, tell me. Well, apparently it's becoming quite extensive because even my husband commented the other day that I would need an entire closet to put my Lido stuff in. I, I, said, <laughs> I said closet, I said if you haven't noticed, it's taken over an entire room upstairs. <laughs>
2: Okay, so give me give me an idea. So obviously, it went from that initial walk. Oh, let's you know be a little bit creative with our star because it's you've become a brand, ladies. So I'm intrigued to know. Obviously, you know you're very
1: very creative individuals, but what was the first design then? Well, the first design, I suppose, was sort of us thinking about the fact that uh, we we couldn't actually go anywhere. so uh, we sort of did kind of plays on words so sort of you know crystal and sea and penge and ponge and plage and blah 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 so that was sort of kind of our our sort of first sort of thinking and then i suppose we sort of moved from there looking at the news headlines but it just went we started with sort of relatively basic hats and then the hats just got madder and madder And then and then Nigel and Colin, our two flamingos, entered our life and that created another sort of photographic dimension. And then, yeah, there were a couple of other inflatables and, you know, yeah. Hold on. Hold on.
2: I've got to stop you there. I've got to stop you there. Uh, Jessica, uh, can we talk about Nigel and Colin, please? (laughs) We really need to talk about Nigel and Colin.
0: Well, Nigel and Colin um, were an absolute, you know, fabulous addition, not only to our visuals, but in terms of our banter. I mean, we actually became quite besotted with these two flamingos, um, and they had to come with us everywhere. And and when we opened the uh, Lido um, at Charlton after the first lockdown, you know, it made absolutely perfect sense that the uh, two birds had to come with us. So we strapped them onto the roof of my little smart car and drove across southeast London. (laughs) And arrived at Charlton Lido clutching our birds um, and were greeted by the BBC uh, cameraman, which was just one of the funniest moments of my life. And um, yeah, all I can say is that I have a massive crush on Nigel and he's not (laughs) flying south for anything. Do you know what
2: i know we're, we're talking on a podcast but what i would have done to have seen you lovely ladies rocking up at the lido with colin and nigel on the, on the boot to the car would be brilliant wow that that, that picture is going to stay with me for quite some time but talking about the hats nicola so give us a bit of a top three lowdown of your favorite
1: hats that you guys have designed well, so I'm going to, be, uh, I'm going to have to uh, fess up here. It's, uh, it's Jessica who, uh, who holds the glue gun. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Je- Jessica is responsible for uh, most of our design. So I'm going to talk about the favourite hats that she's made for me. <laughs> what a great friend. Go for it. Top three. Yeah, top three. So uh, there's a lovely black hat with a great big um, sort of yellow gerbery on it that uh, we wore for a shot that I'm particularly fond of. Uh, which is uh, Good Morning, where we're both sitting there eating um, fried eggs and uh, fried bread. Uh, to be fair, we didn't actually eat them. I think we gave them to the squirrels afterwards. But um, yeah, that's a very good hat. Then there's a very sparkly hat that, uh, that Jessica made me uh, for New Year, which is white, with a lovely sparkly white gerberry on it. In fact, we've uh, posted them just this week uh, under Whiteout where we went out in the snow and took the pictures. but so by the time we'd finished editing them, we couldn't actually see any snow. It just looks like we're against a white background so we can see <laughs> that we've suffered for nothing. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I think sort of the, uh, yeah, the, the third one, um, I'm, I'm a completely mad Christmas hat, which was the one that I was seen in on the BBC and unfortunately recognised by a number of people that I hadn't seen for several years. So that was all rather strange. But that was fabulous, again, with sort of big red Ponsettia. Um, and gold, very exciting, very extravagant, very lovely. Thank you, Jessica.
2: <laughs> Jessica, you are so creative. I
0: guess the hat complements the suit, right? Um, well, a- a- again, we we have a variety of suits. Nicola uh, dons a Slazenger uh, boy short. Ensemble, which was um, very much um, le rigueur in the 20s and 30s. And I, well, I I, I have, like Nicola said, our Lido apparel is taking over the house here. I have got Lido stuff everywhere. And I've got two uh, sons, 21 and 22. And they see me walking around the house in Lido get up. And they're just, you know, they're in disbelief. They're slightly embarrassed. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Where is oh this- mum not again
0: I'm hoovering in a flowery hat and they're like what <laughs> what what what
2: <laughs> and why not that's what I would say um, I mean it's something that we said obviously I spoke to Nicola about and I want to speak to you about it because swimming is so close to your heart but during these this very very difficult 12 months that, that we've all experienced in, in different ways could you quite believe the impact that you had on people, just bringing a smile to people's faces?
0: Well, as Nicola said, we we didn't really plan this, but it has... It's been absolutely amazing and I feel very, very fortunate that we have been able to bring some joy to people when we've all been struggling. And there was a very poignant moment um, when I was standing on the um, side of Charlton Lido with my flowery hat on and this incredibly fit young man covered in tattoos just turned around to me and said, you're right, love. You're the most glamorous woman here. And I thought, yay! <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think putting on the flowery hat, you can't be grumpy. It makes a lot of people smile. It certainly made us smile. And um, so, yes, it has been a wonderful experience, um, a wonderful experience be- being able to spread spread some joy during yeah during this period.
2: You probably, both of you, could not have appreciated just getting together and swimming at your local lido the kind of momentum that's been gathered the exposure people reaching out to you guys so what does the future hold for you both lovely ladies
1: i think we would like to explore sort of as many channels as we can to get our message out there it's been very interesting in terms of sort of the, the positive response that we have had to what we're doing and uh, I think that the more, and as I say, sort of particularly midlife women, we can encourage to get in the pool and try and have a swim, the better. It was interesting, uh, Outdoor uh, Swimmer Magazine, we were in there this month in in a Q&A, but uh, they have just done a survey with the support of Swim England. And over 70% of the women who responded on that said that they swam for their mental health and overall wellbeing. And I think, you know, The more women that we can get to get in the pool the better and of course we also have a great great passion for the lidos we love the lidos and very conscious of some of the restoration projects that are going on around the country and some of those that have really struggled uh, through last year um, because of uh, covid and uh, they're not quite sort of where people had hoped that they would be by now so we want to raise awareness for those as well and Think to ensure that uh, sort of the lighters and the sport are appropriately funded
2: yeah with that question here here and jessica you know you're talking about you know ladies of a certain age and We all feel suddenly that, shall we say, certain areas of the body are getting a little bit bigger, shall we say? So, you know, the kind of physical and active element. And also, I guess the message to all the ladies listening out there is just get out there. Don't be body conscious. Just get in that pool. And I guess the whole kind of glamour element of the designing of the hats and whatever, it's having a don't care attitude, isn't it? Just go and do it.
0: Absolutely, um, and, and with my design hat on, what I would really love to do is um, launch a collection of swimwear with the flowery hats um, that embraces the curve of women and is um, flattering. You know, it has a little bit of a skirt so that your the top of your thighs aren't so visible, and and a, a garment that women can wear in the pool that makes them feel glamorous. Because it doesn't matter, I mean, age is a number. Women women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, even in their 80s are still beautiful. And I think it's very much in the mind, we become invisible and one's confidence dips. Um, But I'd like to be able or privileged to um, offer offer a swimwear range that helps women embrace themselves again. Definitely.
2: Looking the part, looking glamorous. And Nicola, as you alluded to, we want all the Lido's restored. So we feel like we're in Saint-Tropez, but we're actually in
1: London. (laughs) That would be great. How about that? That would be great. And then all we need to do is switch on the sunshine. (laughs) We might have a bit of problems with that, with archetypal, changeable British weather. But no, I think there's um, some tremendous opportunities to uh, restore and reopen Lido's. I mean, very close to where we uh, live. There used to be a Lido in, uh, in Peckham and uh, it's all been filled in, filled over. The fountain is still visible. And uh, yeah, I think we need to get on a mission to get it dug out. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's get that mission going. Jessica, final
2: message then to our listeners from your perspective.
0: My final message, um, I would say um, it it can be intimidating the first time, but the swimming community, especially around Elido, are very, very friendly. It's far less intimidating than going to a gym where everyone's lycra-clad and pumping iron. I would say go with a friend if you can. Find a swimming costume that you feel comfortable in, buy yourself a lovely fluffy towel um, that you feel embraces you and gives you a secret little hug um, and go and go and have a go. Start in a heated Lido. Um, don't push yourself too hard. Do what you feel you're able to and enjoy the experience um, and reconnect with a friend. Well said. And for you, Nicola?
1: Well, we've always said hashtag safer outside and hashtag chlorine kills everything. So we think particularly in the current environment, when the pools do open up, it's a fabulous and relatively safe uh, way of uh, of taking exercise. And uh, I have to say that uh, the, uh, the teams at Better could not have done more to make sure that their customers have a safe and enjoyable swim. And uh, so my final message is to say thank you because those Lido's have been an absolute lifeline uh, to us, really, over the last 12 months.
2: Well, I'd like to say thank you to you both. It's been an absolute joy and pleasure to catch up with you both today. Keep on swimming. Keep on looking glam. Keep on designing. Keep on getting the word out there. So thank you both for joining me on Better Stories today. Lovely. Thank Thank you, Sam.
0: Thank you.
1: BETTER is the charitable social enterprise that operates leisure centres, gyms, swimming pools and libraries across the UK. For more information visit www.better.org.uk or download the BETTER app. BETTER Stories – taking inspiration from our communities and people.